0: Welcome to the Chasing Presence Podcast, co-hosted by Santiago and Mike. This is a space where we share our insights for how to live a more spiritually aligned life. Join us on our journey to expand consciousness, live with purpose, and awaken to our true nature. Today we're going to be talking about the topic of uncertainty. And how in life, when there are phases or situations we find ourselves in where there's a high level of uncertainty and perceived risk, it can cause us to feel anxious, stressed, maybe even um, feeling a lack of control, which can lead to depression or certain um, self-destructive cycles and behaviors that can cause us to feel ungrounded and, and make us feel like we're falling off of our path. So in life, there's gonna be a lot of various forms of uncertainty that come. Uh, it can come with um, certain relationships, whether it be romantic or platonic relationships. It can come with your career or your line of work. There can be a lot of financial uncertainty, uncertainty when it comes to your health. The funny thing is though, is that essentially everything in life is uncertain to a degree. The only certain thing is that things, are, everything is transient. Everything is temporary. And things are constantly in flux and changing, but throughout our lives, it may seem it might seem that certain things are more certain than others, and we might feel like we have control over certain aspects of our life. And in reality, we actually really don't have control over much other than, you know, how we respond to our thoughts, the actions we take, what the Stokes would call our reason choice. But when we fall into this illusion of certain things feeling permanent or feeling very certain, whereas other things, when things become more seemingly unstable, you start to feel like, oh, there's more uncertainty in this aspect of my life. And it can start to cause a negative cycle that can snowball down a, a path that can take away your power and, and um, cause you to to not be in line with the goals and, and the kind of life that you want to live, the kind of life that you're aspiring to have. And so we want to discuss how it is we can handle uncertainty in life in a proactive way and not let it get the best of us. Um, one of the, one of the, well, before we get into the specific examples, I'll just, Mike, what are your thoughts on this topic?
1: I love this topic. Uh, and I specifically did not do any research on it before having this podcast to get in the mindset that usually if you're in the unknown and in an uncertain environment and you get out of your own way and you, and you don't attach to the thoughts that you have to you know, control the outcome of the situation in order to get to some perceived idea of how you think things should be, then the natural intelligence of the universe will just act through you and you will be able to like improvise in the situation perfectly fine. It's just it's just about getting out of your own way. And, you know, like you said, it's like the the whole, the whole aspect of life is uncertain. Everything that happens to us every single day, we're not going to know, like, what exactly is going to happen. I mean, to a certain degree, you know, um, you know, you can't just be completely living uncertain all the time. I mean, you could, theoretically. Um, Personally, I think there's like, there's some degree of comfort is, is good in making sure that you don't spiral out of control and don't, um, you know, completely succumb to the complete chaos that is this universe, I think there needs to be a little bit of order in there in order to, you know, just deal with this, the immense possibility and uh, of what we're experiencing here and now. But at the end of the day, if you're one of those beings that has completely learned to embrace uncertainty, then everything I just said is, is irrelevant. Um, But the thing is, you know, you you do need to eat, you do need to drink water, there's certain human needs that need to be met, that certainty is great at meeting. Um, So you know, but the whole idea is that a lot of times we get into these bouts of suffering, because of uncertainty. Um, And I absolutely love this topic. Uh, I've been wanting to talk about it for a long time. Um, so, what what was that thing that you wanted to talk about before I really go into a deep dive?
0: I was going to give the example of COVID nineteen and the twenty twenty pandemic that happened, which you know was a global pandemic. So everyone, to some degree, went through it. They're now, different countries and different you know regions of the world dealt with the pandemic differently and had different regulations in place and were affected by it to varying degrees. So there's going to be some differences in terms of people's personal experiences, but I think what we can all agree with is that especially in the early days when we first heard about it, there was a large degree of uncertainty. you know how bad is this virus? How many people is it going to kill? Is it going to overflow the hospital system and the healthcare system? Um, are my loved ones going to be negatively impacted from it? If I get it, you know what are the effects going to be? you know what's my risk of dying? What's my effect? What are the risks of having long-term problems from this? From this virus, um, how is the government gonna gonna react to this? Are they gonna shut down businesses? Are they gonna, you know, not allow us to go to certain places? Like, you know, what kind of um, what kind of effect is this gonna have socio-politically? Uh, how are the school systems gonna handle this? Endless questions, right? And then of course the vaccines, right? A lot of debate about the vaccines. Are they safe? You know, should you get it? Should you not? Um, some places are compelling you to do it. There was a lot of uncertainty um, in 2020, and and even in, into the following years. And you might even say there's some degree of it now. It's just much more tame and things have quieted down a lot. But in the early days, a lot of people struggled with the uncertainty. And there are some people who ended up going through a lot of, um, I don't want to say self-inflicted, but a lot of people went through a lot of emotional turmoil and strife, not even directly from the virus itself, but because of the ripple effects that it had on society itself. And a lot of that stemmed from the stress and uncertainty that came with it. And so I think that if people, and look, I'm, I, it was a terrible thing that happened. And I'm not saying that anyone should feel bad if they went through a bout of depression or had really bad anxiety or, or dealt with difficult challenges due to the lockdowns and all these other things. But it, I think a large part, a significant part of, of the equation was the stress that came from uncertainty. And then that ended up spiraling people into this darker state. You know, instead of being more proactive and trying to focus on, okay, how can I improve my health? How can I, you know, try to learn about this objectively? A lot of people were just watching the news, you know, which is a very fear-mongering type of outlet to to look into or to, to receive information from. And they kind of gave into um, the widespread panic and fear that occurred rather than dealing with that uncertainty in a more proactive way. And so I think that was an example of a very macro-level event in society where we can see the differences in how people did not, not from the getting the virus itself. That's a whole other discussion in terms of like the physical consequences of contracting it, but from more of the social uh, aspects of how this pandemic affected individuals.
1: I mean, you know, call me crazy, but I don't think this pandemic is really all that bad. I mean, at first in the moment it was, because it was just comp- something completely novel that, you know, humanity hadn't experienced since the Spanish flu. So I mean, for me, I was still I I was caught up in a lot of bad habits, I was smoking at that time. And as soon as the pandemic hit, because I had asthma and allergy issues, and it's a respiratory virus, it immediately caused me to quit smoking. Like, and then and then I obviously, um, you know, resorted to edibles. For the most part, I still you know, I still had bad habits. But That fear motivated me to stop smoking, literally. So for me, that was like a very good thing. Obviously, you know, a lot of people lost loved ones. It was a very uncertain and, you know, anxiety-ridden time. But, you know, like we've said before, the when you you go through that anxiety and you come out on the other side, you realize that you, you just became stronger for it. I mean, I think at the end of the day, the pandemic exposed a lot of mental health issues that were kind of like under the surface, but had to come up to the surface because of everything that was happening. Um, but you know, we're, we're not here to talk about the pandemic, you know, thankfully, that's m- m- largely over. We're here to talk about uncertainty. Um, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna talk about an anecdote that kind of um, kind of like sent me through a bout of depression earlier this year, that was all based on uncertainty. And like, he, the thing is, it's funny, because the anxiety is completely subjective. And it's completely based on your beliefs about how you think reality should be compared to what it actually is. And if sometimes things happen that aren't within the realm of this preconceived notion of how we think reality should be, we're going to suffer because we're just like, oh, reality should be like this, because that's how my beliefs are. And then when reality, like completely shows you something else, it's like, wait, what, I was wrong. And then like this whole, you know, egoic rabbit hole of thoughts just, you know, completely starts engulfing your entire state of being. And and it's difficult to get out of if you continue to identify with that, and just kind of like let it take you. But earlier this year, I had this um, I, I was working a job I really didn't like. There was a lot of uncertainty with, you know, the, the school I'm going to, I'm going to a school called Icon Collective. It's a it's a music school for specifically electronic music, but not just that there's other music types as well. But um, I knew this is what I wanted to do. And initially, there was a lot of um, resistance from uh, my environment when I was trying to make this giant change. And um a lot of uncertainty as well, because I didn't know if I was going to get accepted into the school. I didn't know because you know, I I was kind of slacking off at my job a little bit. And I didn't know if I was going to, you know, do well at my job, because I had all these like anxieties and and, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty and whatnot. Um, So yeah, I, it was it was it was a time that put me into a like a low key spiraling spiraling depression for about two days. Um, and then I got out of it. And, you know, the the thing is, during that entire time, during that entire uncertain time, I made sure and so, so here's the thing. Here's why certainty necessarily isn't a bad thing. And and how you know, it's, it's this whole idea of yin and yang of moderation. Um, When I was in this very uncertain time, and there's a lot of anxiety, I there's a lot of habits and routines, which you can call certainty, because they're kind of like in your comfort zone, but they are things that are known to bolster the human body and spirit, for example, like cold showers, exercise, meditation, I was doing those things. And it helped me get through that uncertain time. So that, that's why I don't want to say like, you know, yeah, you should embrace uncertainty, but you shouldn't necessarily shy away from certainty. And when I say certainty, I just mean the, the, the habitual things that you do every day that are healthy for you. There's nothing wrong with doing that just because they are, you know, well, first of all, exercise necessarily isn't comfortable. I mean, you can say that if you exercise every day for a certain amount of time, it might become comfortable. But you know, like we talked about in the last episode with with comfort zone challenges. um, You know, I'm not comfortable when I exercise and I've been doing it for a long time. I'm not comfortable when I meditate and I've been doing it for a long time. I'm not comfortable when I take cold showers. So it's, it's, I don't know It, it doing certain routines like that um are things that can help you get through uncertain times because you're kind of just like pushing through uncomfortable sensations and oftentimes uncertainty causes uncomfortable sensations so i'm really glad i went through that entire thing um mainly just because uncertainty is something that we make up in our mind as something that's like this huge beast when it's really not and we can we are strong enough to literally get through anything Um, yeah.
0: Right. I think what you're talking about a lot too, is the, um, the, the, there's a difference between physical discomfort and psychological discomfort. So the exercise, it might be physically uncomfortable to go through, but psychologically, because you do it and it's something that grounds you, you know, it's something that makes you feel good and it's familiar because you do it often. Might not be physically comfortable, but because it's psychologically familiar, it creates a sense of comfort during uncertain times. And so you have um, some sort of reference point or some sort of habit or routine that you can that you can um, practice in order to ground yourself within a phase of your life where a lot of things seem to be very chaotic and uncertain. And so it gives you a sense of certainty and familiarity. Within that space. And so that's why it's important to cultivate these types of habits and routines that you can do regardless of whatever your current circumstances in life are. Right. So for me, when I moved to Austin, Texas, I had quit my job that I had been at for over three years and I didn't have another job lined up. And I signed a lease for an apartment in Austin without ever having even visited the city. And so there was uncertainty. Like I don't know anything about, I mean, I only know about this place what i've researched online and what i've heard about through watching videos and reading forums and talking to people i haven't actually physically been there i at one point didn't know what i was going to do for work right so there was uncertainty there for career-wise and financial wise and you know i didn't know anyone there when i moved didn't have any friends or family over there so there was a certain degree of uncertainty quite a lot actually and so Right. Similar to you, what I did when I moved there is I very quickly created certain routines and structures that I was already familiar with to help ground myself within that uncertainty. So I still continued to practice meditation every day, very quickly signed up for a gym and started exercising, uh, maintained the same nutrition and diet more or less that I was already eating prior to to moving and just did certain things. There's a long list of things. I'm obviously not going to go through all of them, but those are certain examples. So I helped to ground myself with healthy familiar habits. So that way it, it made me feel comfortable, even though there were so many new things and so much stimulation and so much, so much going on that I had to take care of, you know, figuring out, you know, how, how do I, you know, how do I deal with like my, my car registration and my driver's license? And like, what are the different like differences in terms of certain laws and whatnot, you know, that exist here versus California. And, you know, they're all the, all these things where like figuring out like <laughs> even simple things, like figuring out, what grocery store I'm going to start going to. Like there's all these little decisions you have to make when you're moving. It you can be very psychologically taxing. And there's a lot of uncertainty in terms of you know, how your life is going to turn out from making a big choice, like right? moving to a new place. And so using these, these tools, right, can help you to, to ground yourself and be more calm and to be able to better weather the, so to speak, storm of uncertainty when you're making these big changes in life. So those—that's one way that you can deal with uncertainty. Another thing too is just trying to reframe it as instead of being something that's anxiety-provoking, provoking, frame it as something that's exciting. You know, with uncertainty comes new opportunities, new, um, new things, new lessons that you're going to learn, uh, new avenues for growth. Right? Like when I moved to Austin, one of the things I started doing within a few months was started training jiu-jitsu, which maybe I wouldn't have started if I stayed, you know, where I was. Right? It's I. I push myself to like have new experiences and, and try different things. And so through that, you have the opportunity to learn, to grow, to meet new people. And through, you cannot grow in life unless, you, unless there's change and unless there's a certain degree of uncertainty. And like we talked about last, last episode, stepping outside of your comfort zone. And so I like to reframe um, uncertainty as something that's more exciting and um, has the potential opportunity to, to propel me to that next level of spiritual growth and, and in other areas of my life. Whereas for whatever reason, when I was much younger, I was very, very um, resistant to change. I mean, even if it was like, I remember my my grandparents um, had a certain type of like color painting, like color paint on the walls inside the house. And at one point they decided to change it. And like, that was like this huge deal. I was like, no, why are you guys changing it? It's supposed to be this way. And like very, very small things when I was younger, like the smallest changes would like freak me out. I didn't like it. And a lot of that probably stems from childhood trauma relating to Uh, the divorce of my parents and and just the instability in growing up in in various households. And so I think that caused me to not like change because of the the trauma associated with that. But as I got older, eventually that changed. I don't know exactly what point it changed at, but now I view change and uncertainty typically more positively. That doesn't mean I'm always unfazed. Like there are certain things that might throw me off guard. Um, And especially if it's something that I was hoping for, like I really was hoping to get X outcome, but it ended up being Y. Sometimes that might you know, bum me out for a day or two, but typically I try to, to to reframe it in a positive way to where I can see, oh, well, maybe there's a potential benefit here. You told the story. I'm not going to try to repeat it, but it's the story of like something happens and then the person says, oh, that's really good that that happened. And then the person says, maybe, and then you, know, you can't really predict what's going to happen as a result of the events that happen in your life. And so it, there may be outcomes that you might not get something that you initially wanted but that can result in another gift being brought to you that you didn't anticipate
1: it's like you just don't know what's going to happen and i'll the story basically is you know um let's say some guys riding horses and he falls off and breaks his leg and he's the uh captain of the football team and he has a great life ahead of him and he breaks his leg and you know he's out for six months and it's it's going to completely destroy his career, right? So then everyone's, you know, very melancholic about the entire situation. And then the next day, the the military comes and the the draft has been reinstituted and a, anyone within eighteen to twenty six has to go to war. But now he doesn't have to because he broke his leg. So it's like you just don't know. You you have no idea what is best for you because you don't know what's going to happen because literally anything can and usually will happen. And a lot of times it's going to go against your idea of what should reality should be. That's why it's like attaching to your beliefs of thinking that you know what's best for yourself is one way or another going to lead to suffering. Um, It's just reality is chaotic. In that sense. It's good to do things like we like we talked about before that ground you in that chaos. But you also have to understand that the the universe is naturally chaotic. The only constant in the universe is change. So it's like, yeah, do your things to like keep you grounded, but don't, don't like freak out if things change and go against what you think should actually be happening because you just, you, you don't know. You could get hit by a bus tomorrow. One of your loved ones can die and, or, you know, like, <laughs> even like what you think you want can change within a year, that that's what happened to me. I mean, maybe people are more capricious about their own ideals and beliefs and purpose in their 20s. But, you know, it not necessarily, it's, it's, everything is so subject to change. And it's embracing uncertainty is, is first of all, you know, this builds off of our last episode last week, when it comes to comfort, getting out of your comfort zone is very much embracing uncertainty, you know, like (laughs) laying down in a grocery store, you don't know what's going to happen when you do that, you have absolutely no idea, you're diving into uncertainty. So like any of those comfort comfort zone challenges are kind of like throwing you into a very uncertain situation and seeing how you react. Like, you, you could say uh, a way of being certain in that uncertain situation is to like follow your breath that's a certain routine that is going to make you you know kind of like act more intelligently in an uncertain situation so that that's why this idea of you know you should only be living in an like an uncertain life you know i, I would say maybe living embracing uncertainty in general is a better mindset than embracing certainty. And I, I would say probably going more towards the embracing certainty is, is better. Um, but at the end of the day, we, we always need some sort of certainty, you know, we, we are human beings, and our body is here to survive. And that requires some level of certainty, your body doesn't like it, when there is too much uncertainty, because I mean, yeah, I guess we could transcend our survival instincts on some level, because we do have these uh, higher reasoning faculties that we have access to. But it's, it's, it's like we, we do need to cater to our body's needs. At the end of the day, it's we can't just completely live in this like transcendent awareness. I mean, I guess you can. Um, I guess, to a certain degree, Jesus did. And you could say Jesus was very good at embracing uncertainty to a certain level. But it's, yeah, man, it's like, I, I, I really do enjoy my habits and routines, because I know that it's, it's putting me in situations that are making me stronger. And I'm not doing it just because if I, you know, like, that I have this need to become a better person it's kind of just, I'm doing it because I just know it's the right thing to do in a certain sense. Because like, y- you you could say, Oh, I'm gonna live in uncertainty, I'm gonna like go do drugs and enjoy life, and all this stuff. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like, feeling good. And, and not just like eating, you know, a donut and feeling good in that moment. But just feeling good on on average doing things that make you feel good about yourself and about living this uncertain life, on average, I think you know those are the certain, certain activities that we should engage in. I mean, who says what you should or should not engage in? That's ultimately up to you. But whatever makes you feel good over a long period of time and makes you feel better in uncertain situations, I would say that you should probably do. And eating donuts and smoking weed probably isn't going to make you feel better in uncertain situations.
0: Right, totally. Um, I think you know, along, the, along those lines is, is this idea of balance. And so we're not saying everything you do should just be uh, related to this life of uncertainty where you're never grounded, you're never rooted, you're just doing all these crazy things and taking huge risks. At a certain point, it becomes irresponsible, right? And, and you're, not, you're, you're, you're setting yourself up for failure. Not, not certainly, but, you know, there's a higher probability if you start engaging in certain habits, it's going to probably result in you going down a path that maybe isn't healthy or, you know, where you're self-sabotaging to a certain degree. And so it's what Buddhists call the middle path. It's it's you want to embrace uncertainty when it comes and do things that are outside of your comfort zone where there's going to be a certain degree of, of, you know, something you can't predict, whether it's uh, you know, approaching that girl that you're attracted to or, you know, quitting your job or moving to a new place, whatever it might be, right? It's important to do these things. It doesn't mean you should be doing these things every single day and taking major life risks all the time. You have to intuit into yourself, you know, when it's the right time to take that risk, when it's the right time to go into that uncertainty. And then there's other times where life is going to throw it on you, where you it's not even something that you're choosing to do. It's like, oh, well, all of a sudden now I was diagnosed with cancer, right? Or you know whatever um i've gone to a car accident that was outside of my control like there's certain things that life will throw onto you and then there's certain decisions you can make as well to throw yourself into uncertainty but you balance that with doing certain things that give you certainty or that give you a greater sense of groundedness control predictability you know all of these different routines and whatnot doing things that you know have shown in the past to have a good track record for you in terms of your growth and development you know, so maybe reading certain types of books, listening to certain types of podcasts, exercising, all these things that we've talked about, these are things you can do to give you a greater level of certainty to balance out the uncertain times as well. And so it's you're kind of walking this this tightrope, so to speak, where it's you don't want to go too far one way, where you're just constantly comfortable, everything's the same every single day, and you're not growing but you also don't want to go the other side where it's like everything is just constantly chaotic and you have nothing to really ground yourself. And so you're never building systems. You're never developing skill sets. You're never, you know, creating a solid framework for your life. Right. And so it's, it's, you're going to have to find for you where that point is between chaos and order, which Jordan Peterson talks a lot about in his books and in his talks, you have to find the right balance between those two. Uh, that works for you where you're you're pushing yourself, you're challenging yourself. And so as a result, you're growing, you're learning, you're improving, and you're taking on a certain level of risk, but you're also not overdoing it to the point where you're just being reckless. Um, So yeah, those are my thoughts on that. You know, for you right now, you're going through uh, a somewhat uncertain time, right? You decided to make a career change recently. You're going back to school for music production. What has that uh, experience been like for you?
1: It's, uh, it's like this entire year has just, I, I, one year ago, if you would have told me I was taking this path, I would have called you absolutely crazy. And, and a lot of people can say that for, you know, their lives as well. It's just like, it, because like, w- within the span of like a week, it doesn't seem like a lot of things can change. And usually not a lot of things can, because the nature of change, the nature of how our brain adapts, and grows new connections is it takes, you know, it takes a long time, it takes like, maybe even three to four months. I even I even started recently noticing how well my body's biome has been doing. After you know, like a year ago, I was eating so badly, so horribly. And it took a year for my system to adapt to the point where I noticed now that it's doing much better. I mean, I would feel better. But like, there, you know, um there, there's just certain things like, like taking shits, you know. Like it's just like a much better experience a year later. Now, now that I'm actually caring about myself, but it took a long time for me to get to that point, you know. So like, like going through these changes takes a long time, man. And, and so I, I made the decision at the, at the beginning, basically the big that the beginning of this year that I was going to stop drinking alcohol, that I was going to stop like doing all these detrimental things to my body that I was going to treat my body very well, and treat my mind as best as I possibly can and see how good I can feel like at the end of this year, that was kind of my goal. And with that started, you know, like developing ideas of how I can, you know, make my life better and like just feel better in how uncertain things are, but do things that are going to make me perform better in uncertainty. I think I think that is like these habitual exercises that we do. I think the reason why we should do them, in my opinion, is so that we can become a person that trusts ourselves to deal with any uncertain situation. And the thing is, like, that's going to require you to go through experiences that are uncertain that are going to cause a lot of anxiety. And that's what that's what happened this year for me, you know, like, I, I basically told, like, my entire family and whatnot, that I'm making this giant career change. And it basically went against a lot of people's beliefs initially. But I kept hammering through and now everyone's very supportive of me. And I'm very grateful for that. But it took a, a lot of being in this very uncertain situation, not knowing how it's going to, like, necessarily turn out. And I was I was scared out of my mind because like the my entire life I'm just like I I've I've had like my entire life laid out for me in a very certain way and you know as as soon as, if so, like like I, I had the idea that if I didn't get into the school or if I had had to keep doing this job or all this stuff that I was gonna like feel like shit and that mindset in and of itself is what led me to like having a bout of depression because there's so much uncertainty happening at one time because I was so attached. To this idea that all this stuff had to happen, that I had to go to music school, that I had to like, like have a plan to get out of this job. And that is, that is what actually caused all the anxiety and depression is sticking to this, this notion that I had to have some certainty. And it's just like. I because my life could have gone completely different. I could have not gotten accepted into the school. I, I could have had to con, continue working that job for whatever reason. Like, you know, let, let's say, uh, um, you know, a nuke was dropped on LA in that in that in that time, which, by the way, we are living in very uncertain times in, in, in terms of, you know, wars going on in the world. Um, and and, you know, n- nuclear war is is becoming more more certain than it, than it has been in the past 30 years. So if that happened and all of my parents, like basically, you know, got my entire family got obliterated because they all lived in LA and I was living in San Diego, what would I do then? And then the school would be gone. What would I do? That is something that could happen. That is something that in some universe probably has happened. But it's just like, what, like thinking about it, it's hard to not think about it. It's hard to not think about, you know, the fact that you might not get to do your dream thing that you might not. Uh, you know, get to see like a family member the next time you the, the the next time that you have the opportunity to see them. It's hard to not think about those things. But it's just like th- that entire thought process is something that is not arising within our own, like, will, it's just something that's happening because the, this whole idea of certainty has been baked into our subconscious. And it's, that's what caused a lot of my anxiety and working through that and being aware and just noticing whenever it happened in my life, whenever that thought pattern arose, it's like every time you do that, and we've talked about mindfulness before, it's a victory. Every single time you do that, and I, and every single time I did that this year, it would get easier for me to become more aware of that thought pattern the next time around, and then it just snowballed, and I'm, now I'm feeling much better about my uncertain situation because like, like i said like a nuke could get dropped I, I i could i could easily die tomorrow i i you know maybe some situation comes up in which i have to go back home and help my family it's like th- that can all happen or i could literally get in a car accident or some murderer can come and cut off my ears and i can't become a music producer anymore there's just there's so much shit that can happen but like thinking about it like and allowing yourself to go down this cast these cascades number one you do have to go down these cascades because first of all if you're having them that's what you were always meant to happen that's what was always meant to happen like you know like you've said this entire time what what's meant to happen and what's meant to be is what's so if you're finding yourself in a very uncertain anxiety-ridden situation that is just what's meant to happen all you can do is be aware of it and real and realize that it's 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 You can get out of it because I've gotten out of it. You've gotten out of a horribly depressed depressed situation that I can't even fathom. Um, It's like we – as human beings, we are very strong. and If we can use awareness to realize that the whole idea of certainty is BS, it's complete bullshit and that you're strong enough to deal with any certain uncertain situation if you just put yourself – in those situations, and kind of just like, let things unfold and just watch what happens and let your natural intelligence just speak through you without having your thoughts cloud it and act as this detrimental filter, then you realize that you're, uh, you're an amazing being and you, you can you can deal with anything. And that's what I've, you know, gone through this year. And it's been it's been very insightful and eye opening.
0: Certainty is, is simply an illusion that the ego constructs in order to give itself a sense of control and and stability in its identity. But what you're, what we talked about here is it's like there is no real certainty. Everything is uncertain. And this the certainty is just again, it's an illusion. But awareness is is really a tool that can help to to mitigate the negative emotions that come from this. Because when the ego has this illusion of, oh, this is the person I'm gonna be, this is the life I'm gonna live, these are the goals I have and I'm going to accomplish it and everything's going to work out this specific way. And then things inevitably kind of go off course to a degree. then it can cause fear and cause anxiety and cause negative emotions. But using awareness as a tool can help to, to essentially solve this because then you pay attention to these thought patterns when they arise, you accept them, you notice them. And then you also, as you notice them, you notice the sensations that it causes in your body. Do I feel this in my chest? Do I feel this in my stomach? you know, am I feeling this, you know, just, is this mostly just a thought pattern that's in my mind's eye or in my head? Is it something that's kind of everywhere? You can notice the sensations that it causes you physically. You, then you can link that with the thought pattern that you're having, and then you just pay attention to it instead of identifying with it. And then inevitably over a period, whether it's seconds or minutes or hours, eventually that sensation will pass like clouds in the sky. And you realize that you're the underlying awareness, you know, which is the sky itself, and these thoughts and emotions are simply like clouds passing in the sky. And the more and, and they they teach you this is the more of the spiritual kind of way of understanding it. But um, even in cognitive behavioral therapy, which I've never done personally, I've done other forms of therapy in the past, but they are essentially my understanding is they're essentially teaching you a similar skill, which is to not suppress the emotion and thought pattern, which is what a lot of people will try to do. They'll try to numb it, they'll try to suppress it. Oh, give me the alcohol. Oh, give me the ice cream. Now, let me just watch, you know, Netflix or porn, or, or let me just try to like somehow get it outside of my consciousness. And maybe temporarily it works to get rid of it. But when you suppress it, when you repress it, it now builds in your subconscious, and it's it's bound to come out again later, and probably to a greater degree of of severity than it would if you had just instead allowed it to be, acknowledge it, and let it pass, and realize that you're not those thoughts and your emotions. And that they they are temporary and they're fleeting. And the more that you practice this awareness, each time that those thoughts, it's almost a way of like long term trauma processing, you may not have like a huge moment of transformation right then and there. But over time, as you begin to as you continue to practice awareness over a period of time, each time that those thoughts and emotions arise over time, it'll most likely be less and less in terms of the in terms of both the frequency and the severity and if you're fortunate, it may even get to a point where it no longer triggers you at all. That specific trigger, that specific thing that usually bothers you, no longer, no longer is there. But you know, and then maybe there's other things instead that now kind of take its place. But it's this process of 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 conscious self reflection and awareness that can help you to handle the negative emotions that come with uncertainty. And then in addition to that, you know, that's more of the mind space. The you know, the spiritual side of, of how to process these emotions that maybe are unfavorable or that are plaguing you to some degree. The other side of it is is being proactive, right? One of the ways that we just talked about is through rituals and routines. But another way is to try to prepare yourself for certain things that you know that you're going to be going into, or that might happen uh, that can cause you a certain degree of distress or uncertainty. So for example, um, you know, for some people that's uh, you know, from a self-defense perspective, that might be like owning and operating, learning how to own and operate a firearm in case someone ever breaks into your home, right? Because there's, there's uncertainty, you never know. Someone might break, in, break into your home and they might be violent. It's good to try to be proactive by giving yourself certain measures of self-defense so that way, if that ever does occur, you have you know some things, some skills you can fall back on to try to prevent a negative outcome from that from that transgression, right, of physical violence. Another example might be, you know, for me, I am trying to very soon get into rental property investing and get into real estate. Well, I don't have any previous experience with real estate. I haven't really learned about it. I don't know a lot about it. But what I'm doing is I am starting to pay more attention to the markets and, you know, watching videos, listening to podcasts. I'm reading books on real estate investing learning about it. I'm talking to people in the space. I'm, I'm equipping myself with knowledge and educating myself on this topic. That way, when I am ready to finally go in and tackle certain opportunities. And then your future in the next year or two, I'll be, I'll have, there will be, yes, there's still uncertainty because there's a lot that can go wrong. You know, there's a lot of risk involved with, with buying property, but I'm going to be proactive in my approach by equipping myself with the knowledge and resources to, to increase the, the likelihood of a positive outcome. And so being proactive in life can help you to uh, prepare for things that otherwise would leave you, you know, in a, in a less than desirable state so last example i'll give um where i wasn't prepared uh and, and honestly even even now i'm not super prepared for it but in february of 2021 i was in texas and we had the so-called snow apocalypse or snowstorm it was one of the worst ones we've had in, in decades and the you know the roads were all iced over and p- p- people lost power a lot of like there were a lot of there's a lot of proper damage from uh, broken pipes and it was just a mess. Some people even died during this time. Um, so I wasn't prepared for that. I didn't have the a lot of the resources, and I didn't have I didn't do the preparation to prepare for an event like that. And, and ended up being okay. But that's an example of how you know if I had been prepared through taking various measures ahead of time. I mean, we had known, I'd seen on the news that there was this storm coming. I could have been more proactive in my approach to handle that as uncertainty with a greater level of um, poise and preparation to, to have a, you know just a better experience when that happened.
1: Yeah, I think it's that middle ground of, because you have to be aware that an uncertainty can strike at any given moment. So like preparing for, you know, potentially a, an encounter with a malevolent force that's going to render you potentially physically hurt you know taking jujitsu is is a preventative measure is a proactive way of understanding that you can like get into a situation where somebody actually wants to hurt you like for for me it's like it's but here's the thing it's hard to be proactive like that when you haven't been in a situation it's almost like experiencing it is a way that is going to cement in your mind that this can happen but like you know, like, I, I haven't been in a bad car accident. I haven't, you know, been beat up in my entire life ever. So it's like, for me, it's like, why would I do this? You know, I, I'm okay. But it's just like, no, we're, we're all subject to this uncertainty. And it takes a level of awareness and understanding that that can happen. So being proactive, like, like you said, and, and obviously not being completely OCD and over the top about it, because I know there's parents out there who are overprotective, they don't want their, their son or their daughter to like experience what they experienced. So they're going to, you know, make sure they can do everything to 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 alleviate their suffering in in a certain sense. And that's when being proactive goes over the top. So it's like, you yeah, it's good to, you know, do jujitsu not not only for the mind, uh, body and spiritual benefits of it, but also the, the self defense, it, it's going to pretend potentially give you more trust, that you can deal with uncertain situations. So I think there, there, there's a distinction there. It's you don't want to try to prevent uncertain situations, you want to set yourself up so that you can deal with them if they happen. So like, you know, that, that's why that's why we exercise. That's that's why we eat well. That's that's why we take cold showers. It, it's this idea that you're building a character that can deal with uncertainty. Like, for example, if, if someone starts chasing you, if you exercise every day, you do cardio, you do all this stuff, then you can probably, you know, they're, what is it? Like 70% of people in the United States are overweight. So it's like, if you exercise every day and, you, and you're, you're doing well, you could probably run away from that person. Or if, you know, if you do jujitsu, then you could probably like, because most people who do jujitsu, and correct me if I'm wrong, but they don't start fights. They, 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 Uh, de-escalate fights, but they don't start them because they they have this understanding that first of all, to to start a fight is, is a very egoic type of thing. And to, to want to improve yourself and, and enter into a jujitsu class takes a level of self-awareness and, and, and want for personal development where you, you don't really need to prove to anyone or yourself that you can fight, but like, if you have to, then you will. So it, it's, it's this idea that we have access to all these certain things that we can do, not because we're so scared of uncertainty, but because we know that uncertainty can strike and we want to be prepared if that happens. However, it it's the same idea. Don't take it over the top. Don't, you know, board your house and and uh like prepare for every single possible uncertainty that can happen because that's what we do when we overthink we literally are just like okay our, our mind's like what 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 can happen like h- how can i prepare for this public speaking event what are the, like the a bunch of or like this presentation like i'm gonna prepare 100 answers to all the possible questions it's like all right th- that's that's clearly over the top it's like just just prepare a little bit, maybe. I mean, that's what we do sometimes for this podcast. We, we, we sometimes, you know, go in there and, you know, prepare some bullet points and whatnot. But it's like the idea that you can, if you just get out of your own way and you drop into the moment, for me, like dropping to the moment, if I feel my feet on the ground or feel my ass on the chair, or I just feel my feel my breath, just like, like ha- kind of like ground myself in my senses, I just get back into the moment. And when you're in the moment, and it, it can be hard to make this realization if you haven't done it extensively, but when you're fully in the moment, you your intelligence will act. You will be able to talk. You'll be able to, you know, like make a an a rational decision based on what's happening in front of you. Because you have like you're a human being. You have a brain for that. That's what the brain is for. It's and, and that's what anxiety is for as well. It's to put you into the moment so that you can make a decision that is more likely to like aid or, or you know, facilitate your survival and, and well-being. That's what anxiety is for. Because like if, you, if you're if you in a situation where a tiger is about to attack you, attack you and you're super relaxed, you know, because you're just like, oh, I'm just gonna let everything happen. Then you're gonna die, you know, and, and, and that's fine. But like, if, if you don't care, about that sort of thing but living is nice you know being a, a conscious being is is pretty it's pretty fucking sick uh i i really enjoy it so just becoming a person that can deal with that situation being okay with the anxiety in any given uncertain situation because it helps you it it puts you into the moment it makes you more alert there's nothing wrong with it um then it's it's going to be a lot easier to deal with the uncertainty that we are mandatorily subject to in this lifetime
0: yep definitely well said um you know when it comes to uncertainty too like it's it's this this fear that it causes can cause us to be like oh i don't want any uncertainty i just don't want to deal with it let me like you said let me try to figure out every single possible scenario and prepare for it and then you go over the top and then you become obsessive compulsive and it'll actually deteriorate your quality of life because you're just, you can't prepare for everything in life. You try to prepare for what you think is most important and everyone's going to have different priorities and values and opinions on what's more important than others. So there's no, there's no like, you know, steadfast rule book on like, these are the, the, you know, these are the things that you need to 100% be prepared for. No one can really give you that, you know, we can give you advice. Like, you know, it's good to prepare for um, situations that might negatively impact your health. Right. It's good to prepare for things that might cause physical danger. It's good to prepare um, for things that might cause certain financial risks, right? Especially right now with this essentially recession that we're in currently. But there are certain things that should, for the most part, be top of mind, but no one can really give you a full breakdown of every single thing to be prepared for. And so that's, again, the balance between certainty and uncertainty and being able to hold that uncertainty uh, in reverence and surrender to the experience and trust in the universe and have faith that. Whatever it happens, hopefully uh, the universal support you in being able to to go through it and you can come through it through the other end stronger um, with a greater level of awareness and conscientiousness uh, to handle those future things. Because sometimes, you know, once certain things happen, it doesn't go your way. And, and maybe, oh, maybe if I prepared, it could have gone better. Sometimes it's actually a good thing to have not been prepared for it to go through the struggle that that creates and then to be able to actually learn from the failure or to learn from the hardship that's just just going to happen in life. You're going to go through things where you weren't prepared and it ended up biting you in the ass and then you came through it being able to maybe pass that wisdom down to other people. Or if that situation came again in the future, you were more prepared for it because of those reference points that you had from your past. And so, you know, ultimately it's like life is uncertain Uh, We can never prepare for everything, but through that uncertainty, you know, comes growth and you're going to have to find the right balance between, between the two, the order and the chaos in order to try to live um, a good life. And then using awareness, like we mentioned, is a great tool to help you to, um, to quell in a healthy way, the negative emotions that come from, um, from the stress and fear of uncertainty Um, But i to try to reframe it as a way to like embrace life, embrace change, and understand that, you know, everyone's going through it. And then also one other thing that I didn't mention, but, you know, I think is quite obvious is again, focusing instead using that RAS, the reticular activating system, your selective focus to focus on things that you already are grateful for, and that are already going into your going well in your life. And then typically, when you focus on these things that are positive, and that they're that are going well, and that you're grateful for you will attract more of that into your life. And so it'll create just a greater level of well-being uh, within yourself. I want to end on a quote, but before I do that, is there anything else that you wanted to mention?
1: Nope.
0: Great. So I have a quote from Gilda Radner. I wanted a perfect ending. Now I've learned the hard way that some poems don't rhyme and some stories don't have a clear beginning, middle and end. Life is about not knowing, having to change, taking the moment and making the best of it without knowing what's going to happen next. Delicious ambiguity. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Chasing Presence podcast. If you enjoyed it, please spread the word by telling your family and friends and by sharing it on social media. You can also show us your support by leaving a review. Also, if you'd like to get in touch with us, our contact information is in the show notes. Please send us a message as we'd love to hear from you and get your feedback. As always, thanks again for listening. Stay present and have a great day.